The Y'all Show, back on the air with you. Hello, welcome into the Thursday edition of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. I'm John Rawl, and we're going to have another good show for you here on the show today, and we're going to tell you all about the Southeastern Conference. Hey, if you're an SEC homer, then this is where you need to be, right here on the Y'all Show. Murray Lee, our newest addition to the Y'all Show, will be stopping by in hour two, talking a little SEC football, SEC East, SEC West, who's going to be good, who's going to be bad, and all the teams in between. And trust me, there's a lot of mediocre teams in the Southeastern Conference in 2018, and Mr. Lee will be coming by and sharing his insight on the SEC. Plus, again, he is our newest addition here to the Y'all family. And we'll get old Murray to tell us what he's going to be doing, and, and we'll I'll share with you some of the roles that he'll be helping us out as we're growing here at the Y'all Show. That's an hour two. Plus an hour two, we'll be looking at brand new Southern books that are about to hit the bookshelves across stores in the Southeast as well as Amazon.com. So if you like to pick up a good read, especially in the summertime when you're wanting to relax, we've got a few selections for you to consider in hour two later this hour our festive south feature where we look at festivals across the southeast going on this weekend perhaps some coming up soon that you want to go ahead and add to your iphone or whatever smartphone you've got so you'll have the reminders alerting you that you've got to go somewhere and and venture out across the southeast that's coming up plus we'll rewind to earlier in the week when we had our y'all street business feature with a special guest, Susan Story of IAPA. That's the organization that helps out theme parks and attractions across the world, actually. And she'll share with us in a portion of the interview we did on Monday and a little bit of a, a little encore of that here today, some of the attractions that are brand new in the Southeast. Actually, if you like Toy Story, you know, the movie that had Tom Hanks's voice in it and other very famous people in this Disney production from years ago that they've had sequels to there's a brand new attraction at disney world yeah yeah, disney world which is right here in our southeast and she'll share with us some knowledge on that she lives in the orlando area by the way and she'll be stopping by with a, a little bit of a rewind to earlier this week where she talked about some of the other attractions in the southeast for you to consider but hopefully you all had a great fourth of july wednesday It was a hot one, and we want to remind all of you, wherever you may be in the Southeast, to please go, wherever you go, please use caution, especially if you have little kids or pets even. They can be overheated in no time, and so we want to make sure everybody gets through these dog days of summer. And yes, we are in summertime now. Please stay indoors when you can. And when you have to go outside, prepare, have water, make sure you use sunscreen and and do everything you need to do to protect yourself and your loved ones during this very hot time. Across the southeast, we're seeing temperatures soar, some potentially record-breaking temperatures across the southeast. The advisories are out, and we just want you all to get through it as, as easy as possible. Hey, we know in the south in the summertime, it gets hot, and we're at ground zero for heat right now, being in the month of July. So please take it easy, especially if you have to be outside. Use all precautions so we can we can all get through this. 
All right, going to 4th of July in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina last night. Some scary times there as the police department there in Myrtle Beach responded to a scene where officers came to Broadway at the beach, which is a popular tourist attraction in Myrtle Beach. They went to Broadway at the beach with a fight going on, and there was a report that there was a gun. And so it was a scary situation, about 10 or 20 people, somewhere in that, a little foggy of the details. This happened last night there in O'Ree County, South Carolina. And the police said that the officers responded to the Broadway at the beach regarding a large fight. And during the incident, someone in the crowd referenced a gun, which caused a lot of panic. At the time, though, the department said there's only an incident of a fight, but no gun. And they were able to control the situation. Everybody went home safely. But a scary time there, especially when you have a, a large crowd. I'm sure they were out watching fireworks on the beach there at Myrtle Beach. And, and when someone even lies and says that there's a firearm, it, it really, we're, we're all sensitive now. It's a scary time. It's been scary. It's getting scarier. And we don't need to, we don't need to escalate things by claiming that there's something when there's not. But luckily, Myrtle Beach, scary situation, but police have it under control as best as they can in this event that happened last night uh, a non-event essentially but we wanted to tell you because it once again stresses what we are living in here in 2018 with the with the times that they are in arkansas this is a neat thing going on arkansas may be the first state in the country that has a gold star memorial put on its capital grounds a Gold Star family is, of course, a family that's lost a loved one in action in service to our country. And a Gold Star wife there in Little Rock is fighting hard to make sure that this becomes a reality. Sherry Briley is uh, saying this is an exciting moment for the natural state, and it is a precedent for, precedent for all other states to consider having a Gold Star memorial right now. They're in the fundraising process. There have been hundreds of thousands of dollars donated from private companies throughout Arkansas. It'd be a good addition to the state house grounds in Little Rock, Arkansas, if the first Gold Star Families Monument is indeed a reality very soon. Sad news in Georgia as a, a Cartersville Sheriff's Deputy, Jennifer Dawn New, age 42, was working at the detention center at Bartow County, which is north of Atlanta, and she became sick. She was taken to the hospital and knew later passed away again at the age of 42. She began working for the sheriff's office in March of 2016 and was a mother of three children. So she just died unexpectedly after being at work and she started to feel ill back on June 30th and went to the hospital and has now died. And we want to keep our family in our thoughts and prayers. Deputy Jennifer Dawn New of the Bartow County, Georgia Sheriff's Office. Sad news from Western North Carolina, just outside of Cashiers in Western North Carolina's mountain area, Lake Toxaway, a 16-year-old girl, an unnamed 16-year-old girl, is dead after falling from Rainbow Falls on the 4th of July. She fell about 125 feet from the waterfall in Gorgeous State Park. They don't know exactly how she fell at this point, and there have been actually several waterfall-related deaths in the North Carolina mountains in recent months. A man reportedly died at Rainbow Falls back in June when he was trying to save his dog. Very mountainous, very beautiful, 
part of North Carolina cashiers just above the South Carolina line where South Carolina, Georgia, and North Carolina all kind of meet. Uh, a, a wonderful part of North Carolina, but sad news there is a teen dies after falling 100 feet to her death at this waterfall. The University of Tennessee Vols, well, their cheer coach is now on paid leave, paid administrative leave. Spirit coordinator Joy Postel Gee is on leave after the news uh, came out that the school is in reviewing complaints that she, quote, engaged in inappropriate conduct and unsatisfactory work-related behavior. Senior Associate, Senior Associate Athletics Director Donna Thomas sent a letter to Key last week announcing the investigation. Her job as spirit coordinator includes overseeing the school's cheerleaders, dance team members, and the Vols mascots. Postel also, Gee also received a final written warning on January 29th. She went on paid administrative leave earlier this year, but was reinstated on June 8th. She's now back on leave. According to an investigation earlier in 2017, the Office of Equity and Diversity indicated she made, quote, several instances of racially and ethnically insensitive remarks to school spirit squad members. That coming from the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Now to Lexington, Virginia. We told you about the restaurant there that recently kicked out Sarah Sanders, the White House spokeswoman, from dining with a group of friends and acquaintances. And uh, she, she got on her official tw White House Twitter page and bashed the Red Hen restaurant in Lexington, Virginia. Well, now there's, there's a group of protesters that have been showing up at this quaint restaurant in a quaint college town in the Roanoke area of Virginia. And a man from West Virginia, Reginald Scott C., age 51, went to the Red Hen over the last couple of days, and he decided to protest in a very unique way, maybe a very West Virginia way. He allegedly threw chicken feces at the Red Hen restaurant and was arrested for it. He was charged with littering and disorderly conduct after allegedly allegedly throwing chicken feces at the Red Hen restaurant. By the way, the owner of that group recently had to resign from a business group after all the, the mess that came from her decision to kick out Sarah Sanders and her entourage from a restaurant about two weeks ago. So more coming from the Red Hen fiasco in Lexington, Virginia, as a West Virginian crosses state lines and brings something with him in a little bag, a little chicken chicken baggie. All right, in Kentucky, a woman that you may have seen this on social media, she went on a safari in Africa and killed a giraffe back in 2017, and now she's receiving thousands of angry messages and death threats. Tess Talley was posing with this large giraffe, and it went vital, viral last week after the Twitter account of a site called Africa Digest posted photos and called her a white American savage. The report from the media in Johnson County, which is in eastern Kentucky, which is where she lived, she issued a statement this week saying the giraffe was not rare and she was participating in what she called, quote, conservation through game management. She says some of the most vile things have been directed at her and many other women hunters. 
Tally has been criticized by celebrities such as Ricky Gervais and Deborah Messing. Again, she went to Africa in 2017, killed a giraffe, and now a group in Africa is tweeting out that she is a savage, a white American savage, and she doesn't like it. And she's getting a lot of heat from celebrities and the like uh, on social media, or as I call it, socialist media, for that. I don't know what the rules of killing giraffes in Africa is, uh, what, what what all the, they are, and, and, and if she really violated something, I'm not sure. But uh, not not a good time for her right now in Kentucky with all the, all the haters out there. In New Orleans, a, a city that absolutely let their mayor go and take away some of the most cherished icons of the city by removing Confederate statues, mainly Lee Circle is what I'm talking about. Well, there was a statue of Confederate General PGT Pierre Gustave Toutain Beauregard, and it was removed amongst the other Confederate-related statues in 2017. And now where these statues were removed, there's just the pedestal that they were on sitting there in downtown New Orleans. Well, someone decided this week to go and spray paint Beauregard's base of the statue that he was on with a message that said, defend kids, not fascism. Fascism, that was on one of them. NOLA is pro-migrant, and they spelled pro, a pro not P-R-O, but P-R-E-A-U-X, a little Cajun-flared way of spell, spelling that word. And then melt ice, referencing immigration and custom enforcement. Those, those words all sprayed on what was the PGT monument in New Orleans. This statue and others were removed back in May of 2017, taken down from public spaces in the city after a fear over people mad that they were being removed, people mad that they were even there. And we saw Mayor Landrew get on national TV and become a prophet for what he did to do that. Uh, But his city, meanwhile, has enormous problems, but he's out there writing books and such, doing that. According to the left-wing Southern Poverty Law Center, 110 Confederate monuments have been removed nationwide since Dylan Roof killed nine people in Charleston, South Carolina in the summer of 2015. That's the excuse most places use to take down monuments, by the way. Now they're using the what's left of some of these monuments to put messages out against ICE that coming from the Crescent City of New Orleans. Hey, you want to go fishing in Florida? Well, if you decide to go fishing, you might find a really, really big one. And that's what happened this past Monday when a Florida fisherman was fishing on his birthday. He got quite the birthday surprise. Jorge Bustamante caught a large bell of marijuana in the waters off Pompano Beach, just north of Fort Lauderdale. He told the authorities there that he notified the Coast Guard, but before he was able to take some photos of his big big catch that before they took it away, he said that the package was his Pablo Escobar birthday present, and authorities have dubbed it a square grouper. But a quite a surprise. What what a disappointment. You're out there fishing in the beautiful Gulf of Mexico and you, you you've got this big one on the line and you're just so excited to to, to bring it up, you're probably wondering, why is this thing not fighting me like like a big fish would normally fight you? And then you haul it up, and it's a gigantic bale of marijuana. And he had to give it to the 
Coast Guard, I guess, uh, or whoever takes, confiscates that kind of stuff when you catch it. But at least he's honest. He turned it in. So if you find a bale when you're fishing in some lake, <laughs> lake or offshore, do the right thing. All right, we know how heated the Iron Bowl is in the state of Alabama. We know how big a deal college sports is really across the entire region. And we see each and every year young high school students become men when they announce in front of usually a whole gym full of admirers and fellow students that they're going to go to a certain college. They do what's called the hat trick. They put the hats of schools they're considering out there. And then they, they put one on. And a lot of them have gotten ridiculous with their presentations through the years. Well, we see that when they're 17, 18 years old, deciding to go take a football scholarship, basketball. Even the ladies get involved when they announce where they're going to play college sports somewhere. Well, history is being made in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, by a young man named Nick Ellerbrook. He's age nine, and young Nick formally announced that he is going to be Aubie. That's right. He is going to be the mascot of the Auburn Tigers. He verbally committed to them, and now I don't know if Auburn's going to honor the commitment, but it's uh, nine years away from becoming reality. But Ellerbrook, age nine, all the way in South Dakota, put out a, a picture saying that he wants to be an Auburn Tiger, and he's got a cute little picture of Aubie. He was a... I'll admit, he's a cute mascot, and he's got his picture that he, I guess, drew of Albie with Albie number one. He's holding the Albie mascot in his hand, but he's not wearing Auburn clothes. Little Nick is wearing his pajamas, his jammies in this picture that I see on AL.com. Uh, his mother says that he is the current record holder for getting the first mascotting job when he was exactly 5.18 years old. I don't know exactly how old that is, but evidently that's when he started becoming a mascot there in South Dakota. And Auburn, if you want this young man to come to the Plains in about nine years, he's ready to go. He's ready to make it official as he's committed to Auburn. Hey, it's a feel-good story coming from all places, Alaska, but it involves a college student from Tennessee, a Seven-year-old Alaskan Husky is credited with helping rescue this Tennessee woman who was hiking on a trail east of Anchorage and became injured. The Alaska Star newspaper reports that a dog named Nanook helped 21-year-old Amelia Milling after she fell while crossing the Eagle River back in June. She was hiking the Cross Pass, Crow Pass Trail rather, and was injured early in the planned three-day hike. She says the dog found her after she stumbled down a slope, and now it, it, then it guided her back to the trail and later helped her out of the water when she struggled in the Swift River. The dog stayed with her until rescuers arrived. Owner Scott Swift says Nanook has been taking trips into the state park for years and accompanies hikers he meets on the trails. But this deaf woman from Tennessee, a college student, Amelia Milling, able to get out of Alaska thanks to a seven-year-old Alaskan Husky dog. Way to go, Husky dog, Nanook. And I'll tell you what, I don't care if you're blind, deaf, or perfectly no problems whatsoever. Ever, if you're in Alaska and you get injured, 
That is a scary place to be. They got something up there called bears. They got something called grizzly bears. And I don't know if there was blood involved with her injury, but I mean, you don't, you don't have to look too hard on television to find all these shows that come on where they're off in the wilderness of Alaska. I love watching those shows, by the way. I love our southern wilderness, but, but that a wilderness up north in Canada and Alaska, that's really, really scary. We just got really scary here in the south. That's like double scary up there. And those bears, when they, they detect that blood, they're all over you normally. But thankfully, Milling was able to come out of it, and we wish her well. And she's going to have a nice experience, perhaps, to share with her college students when she gets back to the volunteer state. But a good story coming from Alaska with a Tennessean there and a, and a dog. Tennessee and a dog and Alaska. That's a good combination right there. Well, that is a look at headlines across the southeast. And again, we hope you all had a wonderful 4th of July with family, friends. You were able to get out and see the fireworks. I know for myself, fireworks uh, were going off till 2.30 this morning. And I don't know if that should be legal. That's, that's what happened. Now, maybe where you are living, uh, same thing happened with me. There were thunderstorms that came through right at the time fireworks shows were beginning. And it was a few fireworks and then wapoom and like that what in the world was that? And it was a bolt of lightning. And it was pretty stormy for a little while. Perhaps you can relate. And finally after it let up, you started hearing fireworks go off again. And at I know at two thirty in the morning there were still fireworks from time to time going off. At least I hope they were fireworks. It was not thunder, I can promise you. It was not lightning. Uh, but it was a, 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 a unique experience having thunderstorms right at the time that this was going on. Also, before we go to break and before we start with more of the Y'all Show for today, I've got to give credit to PBS. If you've never watched the Capitol Fourth of July that comes on PBS each and every year, it is a wonderful display of American patriotism and I was able to tune in I've seen bits of it through the years but last night I made an effort to watch it and and turn the volume up on my television I love patriotic music and we need to have it from time to time here on the y'all show but I was really enjoying the John Philip Sousa music Stars and Stripes Forever will absolutely go down as one of the best songs in America we have our national anthem the Star Spangled Banner we need to have a, an American fight song, and Stars and Stripes Forever is my vote for fight song of the United States. We know what the fight song of the South is. That would be Dixie. But the fight song of the United States, uh, I, I love that song. It's just so exciting to hear that. And then when you, you orchestrate it with the fireworks show across the National Mall and just the scenery there in, in the Capitol, I've got to give props to Southern boy Jimmy Buffett. He was, a, I think, a guest surprise on the production last night on PBS. And he was on stage with the Beach Boys. So what a combination of Jimmy Buffett and the Beach Boys. We, we actually heard about the Beach Boys earlier this week when Jerry Short was on with his short stories segment of the Y'all Show, essentially saying how the Beach Boys had been uninvited to be part, I think, of inaugural festivities back in the 80s. But now they're part of the national celebration on the 4th of July. Just a wonderful event. Maybe you can YouTube it if you didn't record it. And it was a display of 
all the states and all, I mean, it was great weather in D.C., maybe in the south, deep south at least. We include Washington, D.C. in our footprint of the south. We know they're not going to win the award of, hey, y'all, I'm from Washington, D.C., <coughs> excuse me, but they are in the south historically, and Maryland is is a border state, so we, we include them a little, but we're not going to focus on D.C. too much from, from a perspective of uh, when you consider other southern states, but what what a nice scene there, and made you feel good to be American, made you feel proud, and I was very, very glad to have found that on the boob tube on Wednesday night, but hopefully your 4th of July went well, you were able to get all the goodies that you long for in your belly and you had some good drinks to go along with it you stayed out of the heat more importantly and had a good time and with this being a, a holiday this year that fell right smack dab of the work week perhaps you aren't working today you're maybe uh, off tomorrow as well and into the weekend and you're just having a great fourth of july week well we say way to go because that's what it's all about having a good time and getting through the week but it was a uh, a very good day for most of you, I hope, and we're just glad that you included the Y'all Show as part of your 4th of July, both during the day and now the day after and what we've got to come here on the program. We want to remind you on the Y'all Show, we're going to be talking festivals in the next segment, what's going on across the Southeast, as well as later this hour, we're going to be talking about the IAPA organization, a rewind of our segment from Monday, the Y'all Street Business Report where we'll get a report on some of the brand new attractions that are open across the Southeast, some upgrades as well to theme parks that you might be considering before the kiddies have to go back to school. That's all ahead on today's Y'all Show, so stay with us. We'll be right back with more of Y'all with John Rawl. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. Gary, why aren't you outside enjoying the party? Uh, hey, Michelle, it's this heartburn. When it hits, it really hits hard. Oh, I'm sorry. That's it. I've had it. I'm going to kick acid with Rolaids. Rolaids Advanced goes to work instantly for powerful relief of your worst heartburn, bloating, and gas. Wow, you're packed fast. Yeah, I feel much better. Now this is a party. Kick acid and gas with Rolaids Advanced. Hey, this is Shaq. When I was playing ball, our team doctors helped me overcome pain with something called TENS therapy. And Icy Hot Smart Relief is that same kind of therapy. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that immediately start blocking pain. Back, hip, knee, or shoulder pain. Even works for hours after you turn it off. Man, this Smart Relief so smart, they should call it Shaq Relief. Ooh, I like that one. Somebody write that down for me. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Get my lawyer on the phone. You need to patent that. Use only as directed. And now, a thought from Geico Motorcycle. It took 15 minutes for you to decide to trim your eyebrows. Just a little off the top. Slip and lop off your left eyebrow. Oh. And frantically try to paste the brow back on your face. 
My favorite brow. To add insult to injury, you could have used those 15 brow-raising minutes to switch your motorcycle insurance to GEICO. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on motorcycle insurance. Ever since I was a baby, I loved to hear the train whistle blow. I used to walk down the track and wonder where the freight trains go. When I was old enough, I flagged a truck on the big highway. And I never looked back, so don't you ask me how long I'm gonna stay. Cause I was born ready for leaving this town. Ain't never seen a road I didn't want to go down. Girl, I was born ready. Back into the day after 4th of July edition of the Y'all Show with John Rawl on Twitter at Y'all Show. 803-816-1170 is the way to reach out and touch someone. And you can do that anytime you want, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. That's a number to call or text if you don't like to call. And so many of you are scared to pick up the phone, and I understand we live in a world where you can just text somebody at any time of day. Well, we encourage you to do that here on the Y'all Show. If you've got a question, a comment, if you want to praise us, if you want to say, John Raw, you're horrible, we want to hear it right here on the Y'all Show. 803-816-1170. And before I get away from too much of the 4th of July reminiscing, I've got to give a shout-out to Waffle House. If you don't know this, Waffle House on holidays, including the 4th of July, all of their executive staff works at Waffle House locations, primarily in Georgia where they're based, but they make a point to help out their employees on holidays, including Christmas Day. Remember, and I've spent more than one Christmas at a Waffle House, and I'm sure many of you have gone to Waffle House, not only at four in the morning when you've had too much to drink, but on days where they're like one of the only options to have anything to eat or drink. Well, I dined at a Waffle House on the 4th of July yesterday, and I want to thank the staff there for going out of their way to treat me and my cousin Kirk, who was so gracious and hospitable to me with the the uh, place that he let me crash for a few days. Thank you, Kirk. And the DKR studios that you have there that allowed us to do the Y'all Show. But Waffle House, yeah, they, they're open, and they, they go out of their way to make everybody leave with a belly full and a smile. And I, I've got to pick on my waitress there at that Waffle House that I was at on 4th of July. I cold busted her. I asked for half and half tea because as much as I love sweet tea, sometimes sweet tea is a little too much for me. So I need to yankee it with a unsweet. And I usually just ask for half and half. And so when when we sat down for lunch, I asked for that, and I got it, and I tasted what she brought me, and it was unsweet. It had no hint of sweetness to it. And I asked the lady, is this unsweet? Is this half and half? And she said, yes. I said, well, it doesn't taste half and half. I said, are you sure it's half? And she admitted that she had her own equation, that she did half and half, not 50-50, but 60-40, 60 unsweet and 40 sweet. She said that Waffle House makes their tea 
too sweet. Now, you may all disagree. I don't know. I don't drink their tea unleaded. <laughs> I, I, have to, I have to put some unsweet in there. But she, she admitted that she did the 60-40 ratio, and I could tell. You're not going to sneak one past me, Waffle House. And she got my equation the way I wanted it, and it was delicious. And I even got me a to-go cup. And they have really nice to-go cups at Waffle Houses, by the way, for, for, for soft drinks and tea. I don't know about coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker, something I haven't got into yet. But, yes, watch it, Waffle House. Don't try to get one past me. Hey, now for our Festive South section here on the Y'all Show, where we look at events coming up soon that you might want to put on the calendar and head to. July 12th through 14th, the South Carolina Festival of Discovery in Greenwood. Greenwood is roughly 35, 45 miles south, due south, southwest maybe, of Greenville, toward the upstate of South Carolina, and home of Lander University, by the way. But this is the 18th year the Festival of Discovery will be going on in Greenwood, and it's sponsored by the Uptown Greenwood Development Corporation. You can come celebrate history, culture, food, arts, crafts, and music, and much more. There's even a blues cruise celebrating the blues genre with many musical artists performing at Uptown Greenwood restaurants. And they'll also have the Kansas City Barbecue Society BBQ and Hash Cook-Off showcasing the rich tradition of Carolina barbecue. That's the South Carolina Festival of Discovery going on July 12th through 14th in Greenwood, South Carolina. In Murfreesboro, Tennessee, where I just spent a few days, the Uncle Dave Making Days Festival going on July 13th through 14th. You can go to UncleDaveMakingDays.com on the World Wide Web and find out about this award-winning music festival, which has been going on 40 years in Rutherford County, and it's both a contest and a celebration of old-time music, dance, and culture, and it's held at historic Cannonsburg Village, the only surviving part of Tennessee's Bicentennial Project. It's a family-friendly festival that gets about 25,000 guests through on-stage performances, arts and craft demonstrations, and a bunch of stuff going on. Come and enjoy national talents like Rhonda Vincent, bluegrass singer, Flat Lonesome, Newtown, and more. Murfreesboro, a thriving college town just southeast of Nashville on I-24. Again, I spent a few there, days there, and it is I was blown away by what all was going on in Murfreesboro, the borough in Middle Tennessee. Also July 13th through the 21st in East Tennessee in the town of Kingsport, the Kingsport Fun Fest. You can come out and enjoy this with over 100 events over a nine-day period. Come out and celebrate with traditional festival-style activities and some cutting-edge stuff as well. Think drone racing and robotics exhibits. It's the Kingsport Fun Fest in Kingsport, Tennessee. And finally, July 14th in Pensacola, the Blue Angels Air Show going on. If you love the Blue Angels, and we all love them, the Navy's world-famous Blue Angels, they're going to perform two local shows this year. And this will be a chance for you to go to this event that's supported by civilian and other military performers and is a must-see event there on the panhandle of Florida. The Blue Angels Air Show going on July 14th. Let me throw this one in also because we're going to maybe spice things up. In Lake Charles 
on July 14th, the Lake Charles Symphony Summer Pops going on. If you want to go to lcsymphony.com is the website for that. Summer Pops is a popular annual tradition in southwest Louisiana. This is a family-friendly event and a great first-time symphony introduction for newbies and fun for those who look forward to it each year. They will enjoy the music of James Bond, performed by Jeans and Classics, and backed by the talented musicians of the Lake Charles Symphony Orchestra. July 14th, Lake Charles, Louisiana, the Symphony Summer Pops. Sounds fun. Now, this isn't a, a, an event going on, but it's something that just came out that I want to give some cred to because we love the summer, we love our water, and this is something we may not think of too much, but lakes in the southeast. And styleblueprint.com just came out with the five southern lakes for a fun and fabulous family getaway. And their five lakes include Lake Lanier, which is just to the north of Atlanta, Georgia. And they have the Lanier Islands Resort as part of that. They also have a new water park, the Margaritaville Water Park, which is new in 2018. They're at Lake Lanier, northeast of Atlanta, between Cumming and Gainesville, Georgia, up there about 30, 40 miles northeast of downtown Atlanta. Great summer attraction. Also in Alabama, Lake Martin, which is in Tallapoosa, Elmore, and Coosa counties. Lake Martin is a, a, built, a, a lake that was built on the Tallapoosa River back in 1926, and it's got a lot of activities for you to go to throughout the summertime. They've got houses uh, there available to rent. A 60-foot uh, cliff you can jump off there at Chimney Rock there at Lake Martin. That sounds like a lot of fun. Lake Martin, Alabama. Another lake check out in the state of Alabama. This is up in North Alabama. The Gunnersville Lake. Lake the Gunnersville Dam was constructed by the TVA in 1939. And Gunnersville is a, is a town right on Lake Gunnersville. And people can stay in the area. They've got golf. They've got fishing available. 36 miles of hiking and biking trails. A lot of activity at the lake there, just south of Huntsville, Lake Gunnersville, on the Tennessee River in Alabama. Lake Washita is in Arkansas. Don't be confused. It's O-U-A-C-H-I-T-A, but pronounced Washita. And this is a lake formed uh, by the Washita River when it was dammed back in 1953. And it's part of the Washita National Forest, not all that far from Hot Springs, beautiful part of, of Arkansas. And, and is a wonderful place to go kayaking and more. If you're in the western portion of the south, check it out, Lake Washita in the natural state. And also another lake to pass along in North Carolina, Lake Lure, which is 25 miles southeast of Asheville, North Carolina, in the western portion of the state. You can go there at this time of year. Being in the mountains, it ought to be a little bit cooler. They've got both motor and non-motorized boats available on the lake. A lake permit is required, but you can place a private boat on the lake as well. You can rent a house or lake, stay at the Rumbling Bald Resort. That's Lake Lure in North Carolina, another one of the great lake options this time of year. And we want to thank StyleBlueprint.com with coming up with that hot list. Well, the Festive South fun continues in the next segment. Hang on, because when we come back, We'll have a rewind to our interview with Susan Story of IAAPA. She'll come on and tell us about some of the brand new attractions at theme parks in the region. You don't want to miss it. That's ahead on y'all. 
Excuse me, kind human. Hey, that's my phone. I see that it is not on the Sprint network. You should switch to Sprint ASAP and get four lines of Unlimited for $25 per month per line with a fifth line free. It is an excellent deal that will be gone as of July 12th. Wow, I'd better get over to Sprint then. You are displaying excellent judgment. And for a limited time, when you switch to Sprint, you can get 50% off a Samsung Galaxy S9 with Sprint Flex Lease. Galaxy S9 includes Samsung's best camera ever with super slow-mo and advanced low-light photo taking. I'm definitely switching to Sprint. It is going, going, gone as of July 12th. Visit your nearby Sprint store, sprint.com slash GS9, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Savings until 63019 and $60 a month for line 1, $40 a month for line 2, and $30 a month for lines 3 through 5 with auto pay speed maximums. Use rules and restrictions apply. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Galaxy S9, $60.50 a month after $16.50 a month credit. Apply within two bills. With approved credit, 18-month lease and new line of service. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Coverage and offer not available everywhere or for discounted phones. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee. I don't know how else to say this, so I'll just say it. What is it, Linda? I think we should see other people. Are you breaking up with me on a roller coaster? Well, we do have a lot of fun. Maybe we should stay together. An emotional roller coaster? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to Geico. I just need a little me time. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Shaquille O'Neal here. If you battle back or hip pain or knee or shoulder pain, you don't have to tough it out. You can just turn it off with Smart Relief from Icy Hot. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that safely block pain at the nerve level. It's simple, easy to use, and it's been clinically tested to start providing immediate relief for hours, even after you turn it off. So if you're battling pain, let Icy Hot help you win that battle. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Use only as directed. Back into y'all, and we are glad that you tuned us in here on a Thursday. And on this program, we love to talk about the South and all the options that the region provides, both in terms of music and fun. And we also have some really neat theme parks and attractions across the Southeast. And we're going to go to an interview we did earlier this week with Susan Story with the organization IAAPA. And she's going to tell us more about new attractions available this summer in Dixie. I think the best thing that we do, what we tell people is, is spend a little bit of time deciding where you're going to go and, you know, look at their website. Um, a lot of parks, and, and I have a seven-year-old, and he is a big water park kid, so even though that means usually for me packing a lot of stuff, I try to be as minimalist as possible. And if you look at the website, you know, some water parks will provide towels for you, and some will say, please bring your own. Yeah. Um, you know, some parks are actually located within the theme park themselves, so uh, my son and I recently visited Legoland in Florida, and they actually have a water park that's already in the park. So we had to bring, you know, our stuff with us, but then we were able to put it all in a locker, and we changed when we were done. And the standalone water parks are great, too, like Ocean Breeze Water Park in Virginia Beach and, and several others throughout the south where they're just water parks. And so they'll have chairs, or they might have cabanas, or they have various things. So 
Each park is a little different. We always recommend, you know, take a few minutes, look at the website, find out what you could maybe leave at home and what you need to bring with you. If you think about water parks for just a second, you know, for many years, a water park was associated just with summer and heat because you're really weather dependent. Mm -hmm. And then if you look at companies like the Great Wolf Resorts uh, and Great Wolf Lodge just recently opened in uh, just south of of Georgia and LaGrange or just out of Atlanta and and LaGrange, Georgia. There's also one in Charlotte, North Carolina and one over in Grapevine, Texas. Those are indoor water park resorts. So regardless if it's 100 degrees out or if it's 30 degrees out or if it's pouring down rain, you can still have that water park fun and experience. So that's kind of a a next-gen generation that started about 20 years ago continues to grow people love it 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 makes south it makes sense in the north for sure in the winter but even in the south when it's very very hot and you don't necessarily want to be outside or let's say you want to avoid you know the sun this is a great way to have that water park experience and then technology continues to change and, and, and really impact our attractions industry in many different ways. It's, it's not necessarily about playing new video games, but it's about how can you apply technology to either reduce the wait line in a queue or to make a queue line more interactive or allow someone to order their food ahead of time so they don't have to wait in line. Um, if you could add something like virtual reality to a roller coaster, which several parks have been doing, that gives you a way of saying, here's one ride with two different ways to experience it, the traditional way, or, hey, here's a new way using the technology. So, you know, one thing that makes the attractions industry so unique is it's dynamic and it's ever-changing, and there's constantly we're saying to ourselves, what can we do that's new and different? So there's always something coming down the pike. Yeah, and I love this new technology you're talking about. If if you could, Susie's tips, is there a park or two out there that that is your favorite for this new age technology? Oh, that's a tough one because we do a little bit of everything. Um, You know, I I will say my son and I are animal people. So we absolutely love going to parks like SeaWorld Orlando, which has recently added um, the virtual reality experience to one of their roller coasters. And so now when you ride that, you're actually having a journey with the Kraken. And the Kraken, if you know any of the lore, is one of the largest and most elusive octopus squid creatures in in the ocean dating back to Atlantis. So if you like that type of storyline and you like to get engaged with that, that's that's very cool. But then when we're not riding that coaster, the opportunity to engage with technology to learn more about the animals in the sea and and touch screens and and the experience with that is something my son personally loves. Um, you know, we, we do, we do visit the Disney parks a great deal. They have a lot going on with technology where things are very interactive. Mm-hmm. Um, we also find that a lot at Legoland, Legoland, uh, parks, which there's one in California, there's one in Florida, and they are in the process of actually building one in New York. Uh, Legoland is such a great example where they take the basic Lego toy and they make things that we all could dream of doing in these super large, larger than life size, but also they add technology to them so they move and they, they interact or they spin or they do something. And so really I see the imagination when we get home and my son pulls all of our Legos out and he starts kind of doing this, trying to come up with the same type of thing. So it's really the park is the attractions industry is about going to a park, having fun together and inspiring and bringing that back home again. Susie, I have to ask you, is your son not the luckiest kid in the world to have you as a mom? I actually tell him that. I'm not really sure if he understands, but yeah, he's a very lucky kid. He's had some very unique experiences and, and he, um, 
he, he definitely has a lot of fun, even if he has to go on a business trip with me. Susan Story there from IAAPA being our guest on today's Y'all Show. And that was a rewind to our interview with her on Monday, a little portion of that interview where she discussed theme park options in the region. Well, that concludes this first hour of today's Y'all Show, but you don't want to go anywhere. When we come back in hour two, we're going to talk about brand new selections hitting bookshelves soon across the southeast, southern good reads for the summer. Hang on for that. Plus, we'll be talking SEC sports with our new addition to y'all, Murray Lee. He'll have a good dose of SEC stuff. Who's going to be the champs in 2018 and who's going to be the chumps? Murray Lee coming up in hour two of the Y'all Show with John Rawls. matter honey can't sleep Ugh, it's this heartburn at night it's the worst heartburn again yeah i'm done with it i'm going to kick acid with rolaids rolaids advanced goes to work instantly for powerful relief of your worst heartburn bloating and gas feeling better much better that was fast mm-hmm. kick acid and gas with rolaids advanced As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. Back into y'all, the show all about y'all. Talk with a Southern accent. John Rawl here with you, and we're going to have SEC talk coming up in a big way in just a few as Murray Lee will join us here on the Y'all program. And how about the Tennessee Vols? How about the Vanderbilt Commodores? How about the Arkansas Razorbacks? If you're a fan of those teams and the rest of the SEC, we'll tell you how your team is expected to do in 2018 with the insight from Murray Lee coming up on the Y'all program today, plus much more about this conference that has the defending national champ, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Don't want to leave them out here on the program. Hope you're having a good day after the 4th of July. If you're having to work, well, thanks for carrying along the Y'all show with you, whether you're listening to us on one of our great radio stations or you're getting the podcast edition of the show via iTunes podcast. I tell you, there's no easier way to listen to this program, to set it up on your phone as a free subscription. Just search for Y'all Show, and it's right there, and you hit the subscribe button, and each and every day that this show is available for you to listen to, it downloads automatically. You don't have to even think about it. It's right there for you to listen to the Y'all Show in podcast form in iTunes or if you have a smartphone, it's the little purple icon. It says podcast. Or if you have an iPad, 
little purple icon. It says podcast. It's so easy a, a one-day-old could do this thing. I'm telling you, it's easy, easy, easy. All right, on the show here, we talk sports, we talk music, we talk politics, we got your news, we got your opinion, but we also try to get a little smart on this show. We try to help people know what's going on in the world of books. So if you like books, hey, this is what we call Buy the Book, B-U-Y, Buy the Book. Our Buy the Book segment where we tell you about some brand new reads available for you, most of which have a Southern theme or have a Southern connection. We want to give our Southern authors a little love here on the show. By the way, we're going to have a special guest. At least I don't, I, don't to, I don't even want to mention the name, but an author's rep has contacted me about being a guest on next week's Buy the Book feature. So we hope to have a really good, I think a best-selling Southern author on next week's Y'all Show. And hang on, we'll tell you about who it is, but I don't want to let the cat out of the bag yet. We're still trying to cross some T's and dot some I's. Aaron Thier has a brand new book, The World is a Narrow Bridge. And this is just now coming out, and it's a brand new book that you can check out. It's going to be a book about the author. It's from the author of Mr. Eternity, a darkly comic road novel about a millennial couple facing the ultimate question, how to live and love in an age of catastrophe. This young Miami couple, Murphy and Eva, have almost decided to have a baby when Yahweh, the Old Testament God, appears to Eva and makes an unwelcome demand. He wants her to be his prophet. He also wants her to manage his social media presence. What a combo right there. Also, this book has elements of North Carolina in it. It's a brand new book available for you to check out if you're into that kind of thing. The World is a Narrow Bridge from Aaron Thier. Also, this book, a little easier to understand maybe where they're coming from, Catfish Dream by Julian Rankin a book about Ed Scott's fight for his family farm and racial justice in the Mississippi Delta. Brand new book available. It's coming out. It's about Ed Scott Jr., who was born in 1922, a prolific farmer in the Mississippi Delta and the first ever non-white owner and operator of a catfish plant. Remember, catfish was all the rage about 30 years ago when they found out how to do it in, in ponds where they essentially created catfish farms and not just got them out of the river and this was a big business and this book is I guess about that story of Ed Scott in Mississippi with Catfish Dream from Julian Rankin available in just a few days it's actually coming out next week I think is the arrival date for Catfish Dreams finally another book out uh, involving the state of Mississippi as well Smack Dab in the Middle of Maybe by Joe Watson Hackle a Mississippi ghost town and an art mystery combined in this in this gorgeously written debut just right for fans of Three Times Lucky and A Snicker of Magic. How far would you go to find something that might not even exist? All right, if that gets your ears up and you want to read a new book from Joe Watson Hackle, Smack Dab in the Middle of Maybe, available in just a few days on hardcover. And that's a little glance of books coming out here in the month of July with a southern angle to them. You may want to pencil that in. Go to Amazon.com if you don't want to go to a bookstore and check out more about these new selections coming soon on the southern marketplace. Well, we'll take a timeout on the program. And uh, in football, they have lots of timeouts. And 
on the other side of the timeout, we'll have football talk as Murray Lee will be stopping by with his report on the Southeastern Conference. Plus, Murray, it's a new addition to the Y'all family. We'll tell you about his new role and what he's going to bring to the plate, or that's kind of a baseball term. What he's going to bring to the field would be more appropriate from a gridiron perspective. Regardless, Murray's coming up. It's going to be a fun interview. We encourage you to stick around for that SEC talk next on the Y'all Show. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. Gary, why aren't you outside enjoying the party? Uh, Hey, Michelle, it's this heartburn. When it hits, it really hits hard. Oh, I'm sorry. That's it. I've had it. I'm going to kick acid with Rolaids. Rolaids Advanced goes to work instantly for powerful relief of your worst heartburn, bloating, and gas. Wow, you're packed fast. Yeah, I feel much better. Now this is a party. Kick acid and gas with Rolaids Advanced. Hey, this is Shaq. When I was playing ball, our team doctors helped me overcome pain with something called TENS therapy. And Icy Hot Smart Relief is that same kind of therapy. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that immediately start blocking pain. Back, hip, knee, or shoulder pain. Even works for hours after you turn it off. Man, this Smart Relief so smart, they should call it Shaq Relief. Ooh, I like that one. Somebody write that down for me. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Get my lawyer on the phone. You need to patent that. Use only as directed. And now, a thought from Geico Motorcycle. It took 15 minutes for you to decide to trim your eyebrows. Just a little off the top. Slip and lop off your left eyebrow. Oh. And frantically try to paste the brow back on your face. My favorite brow. To add insult to injury, you could have used those 15 brow-raising minutes to switch your motorcycle insurance to Geico. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on motorcycle insurance. And yes, we are moving on up here on the Y'all Show. Welcome back to the Thursday edition as we talk all things Southern. John Rawl, you can reach us here, 803-816-1170 at Y'all Show. We are all over Twitter, but we're getting more involved. We're moving on up. We're, we're going to be on Instagram. We're going to be on Facebook very soon. We'll be video very soon of this show. Just all kinds of exciting things, and we can't do it alone. We we got to add to the y'all army, and that's why we're moving on up on today's show. We're going to welcome in our newest member of the y'all family, Murray Lee. Hello, Murray. Welcome into the y'all, sir. Hey, John. 
Murray yeah, is out everybody. Yes, Murray is a volunteer state native, and we've got him volunteering to help us here on the Y'all Show. I had a good conversation with Murray this past weekend in beautiful Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and and uh, over some fried chicken and tea. Doesn't get much more southern than that, does it, Murray? No, it really doesn't. Although <laughs> not sure how much more tea and chicken we could have fit in, though. No. Well, I had some tamales, which I, I I may I forced you to have the Mississippi Delta style tamales, and hopefully you recovered from that experience. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too too rough on me. Okay, all right. Well, we had a good time talking sports, y'all. What all we got going on? And yes, we've got Murray as part of the team helping us now, and we're excited about that. Uh, Murray, one of the things we're going to make you work on, and I know it's going to be a difficult assignment is uh, we're going to have you talk about the SEC a little bit, uh, if that's okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, that could that could kind of be tough on me, you know. But yeah. I think, uh, I, can, I think I can make it through that. Well, Murray's a man of many talents, and, and again, he'll be helping us behind the scenes. But you might hear Murray's voice on the Y'all Show from time to time. And first off, Murray, you told me how much you like college football. I said, well, I'm going to – I'm gonna test you on this i'm gonna have you come on the this week's y'all show and talk about something you really care about the sec and and uh, get your take on things but before we dive into this coming 2018 sec what we've got in store in the southeastern conference let me get what what you think of what happened in 2017 and of course alabama won the national championship but just thoughts on maybe some surprise teams and and all that happened in the offseason well, I think some of the things that uh, really helped define last season was, uh, you know, overhyped seasons for a lot of teams. You know, a lot of teams went in thinking that, you know, this was going to be a great year for them. And, you know, now we've got all these new coaches because clearly that didn't really happen. Uh, I think, you know, if you look at uh, some teams that just kind of lost steam towards the end, uh you know, Missouri had Drew Locke, and, you know, he really proved he could throw some touchdowns. Uh, but they just did not have a defense that could, you know, stop much. Uh, and that kind of, like, you know, just put an end to their season. Uh, and then, you know, on the flip side, uh, a lot of people weren't paying too much attention to Auburn. But, yeah, there they go, and they win the West. So I think, uh, you know, predicting a season is really tough, especially last season uh with you know some surprises that went on uh but i think you know it was just such a dominant year uh for alabama and for georgia and i think that's probably going to be something that uh we see again this year when alabama lost to auburn in the iron bowl now be honest with me here murray i i had this feeling that something tells me that we're not done with Alabama. Something tells me that they're going to find a way to get in the national championship hunt, and that's exactly what happened. Did you have that same sentiment? Yeah, I had that same same thought, uh, and it kind of took me back to, you know, and I thought this is going to be another season with Alabama that ends with them at a national championship, a lot like when years ago uh, Alabama played LSU in the national championship and it's just because you know it's hard to ignore that when you have an sec team that is that dominant you know to go undefeated during the regular season until you know right up at the end uh you know and they just got such a high bid and 
you know, by that time in the season, let's see, they'd been the last, uh, they'd been the last undefeated team for, I guess, I think everyone else had uh, finally lost during the regular season about three weeks prior or so, something like that. It was, yeah, it was definitely not a shock to me that uh, Alabama got to keep moving forward after losing that Iron Bowl. On the other end of the spectrum, I think no team in the SEC had a worse season. I I would say Vanderbilt probably had a little bit better season than Arkansas. What in the world happened in Fayetteville last year, and they've made some changes in the offseason as a result of it? I think Arkansas is just right now really, really struggling to find like a center and, you know, like to to work on their defensive end because, I mean, they gave up, you know, they gave up so much yardage when they had no need to. And, you know, hopefully Chad Morris, um, you know, he's never been in the SEC before, so this will be a transitional year for them for sure. But, I mean, there's a possibility for them to maybe get six wins this year. But it's it's going to be an uphill battle for Arkansas while they just kind of – they need to figure out are they going to be a defensive team. And if they are, they have a lot of work to do. Uh, or do they want to really be an offensive team, in which case, you know, maybe develop some more of their players and work on recruiting because they're just, you know – at the moment, no one's really thinking about Arkansas too much. Yeah. Are they done with the Allen brothers at quarterback? Has the last one finished playing now? Do you know? Uh, I'm actually not sure about that. Okay. Well, uh, they've had that uh, kind of a back-to-back brothers at the helm there in Fayetteville. And I think the last one, this was his last year, this past year. I'm pretty sure on that. But if I'm wrong, Hog fans – I'll give you Murray's number. You can call him and complain. <laughs> uh, but a lot of people may not remember Chad Morris, of course. He comes to Fayetteville from SMU, but he really built his coaching legacy, if you want to call it that, as an assistant coach where he was a coordinator for Dabo Sweeney at Clemson and really helped build that program up and was making more than a million dollars as an assistant coach there in Tigertown, South Carolina and then finally got a chance to be a head coach at SMU and jumped to Dallas to do that now at Arkansas. I I didn't really think he did that well at SMU. I I thought SMU was slightly above average. I thought June Jones did a much better job when he was in in Dallas with the Mustangs. But regardless, Morris is able to to move over to to the Ozarks and will take over that Fayetteville-Arkansas-based program, the Razorbacks, this year. So let's look now more at 2018 with you, Murray, and we'll kind of break it down by divisions first, and and then uh, we'll take a break halfway in between one of the divisions before we move over to the second division. But let's see. Let me reach in here in the bag and see which one of these divisions we're going to pull up first. Well, while, while we're on the SEC West, I'm going to make you work hard. Let's go through <laughs> the let's go through the SEC West. Alabama. We'll go in alphabetical order. Alabama, anything different for them this year? You expect them to be back on top? Uh, absolutely. Uh, the only thing that I think really might, um, at this point, change Alabama's game plan, uh, and I'm sure by now Saban's probably uh, Saban's probably already thought through this, is the uh, new red shirt rule. Um, and that could only affect them in the way that they might feel like trying a few um 
you know, a few other players out, seeing how they work in their rotation for future years, but nothing to like change major point factors. Um, you know, they're starting a sophomore, a sophomore quarterback, you know, Hertz is, uh, decided to stay in Tuscaloosa for another season. So I think, you know, this, uh, this year is just going to be another dominant one for them. If you look at their schedule, I mean, they have really got it made. Uh, they don't even have to play Georgia, who will probably be their biggest competitor come, uh, SEC title time. They don't play them during the regular season. So I'm not really seeing anyone that could stop the tide uh this season but you know i've been wrong and upsets happen and it makes for dang good television when it does i think they're going to lose that next to the last regular season game they've got late november have you looked at the schedule uh i have you thinking before the iron bowl yeah uh, really yeah we how, how you how you figure that well just i just luck i believe it's destiny we're talking about the Citadel Bulldogs are taking on Alabama there. I'll be there. I just ordered my tickets this week. so. Yeah, well, I think you're a little biased there, John. <laughs> well, you gotta be, you got to be optimistic. All right, that's Alabama. How about their, their let's see, in alphabetical order, I guess, R comes before you. So, Arkansas, we've kind of discussed them. Anything else you want to add on on the Hoggies? Uh, well, you know, Hoggies, they – I'll I'll give it to them. They do not have an impossible schedule uh, this year. You know, I think they've got uh, a possibility of six wins. So I'm not going to rule them out for bowl season. Uh, I just don't like their chances of picking up other than Vanderbilt and, you know, possibly – you know, upsetting one other SEC team. I just don't see them getting more than two conference wins. Um, and they're kind of like, uh, they're waiting a little while in the, they've got three games at the beginning of the season to warm up before they take on anyone in the SEC. But uh, I just don't feel too, too optimistic about them. So we'll see how they go. They could, they could, prove me wrong and pull out those six wins if they do i feel like it'll be against uh it'll be key that they beat vanderbilt and that they really push in their last game of the season and beat missouri in which case they could make it to a bowl uh, well that uh we'll, well it's still pretty pathetic that we're having to eke out an SEC team to get six wins. I, even for Vanderbilt, there's no excuse for no any of the SEC teams to to have to fight to get six wins a season because you're almost guaranteed four wins right out of the gate whenever you play your non-conference schedule. But I digress. All right, how about the defending SEC West champs, Auburn? Will the Plainsmen ride the Gus bus back to Atlanta? Well, Auburn um... – Probably will I think start five and zero this year, and almost undoubtedly, unless unless I'm just not seeing how much of a unspoken visionary Ogeron is at LSU. Uh, but I think uh, Auburn has, you know, I think they're not looking at another SEC West title this year. Um, they're probably, in my opinion. Uh, 
they're going to hit a little snag uh, when it comes to going on the road on October 6th and they're going to head over to Starkville. Uh, I think it's going to be a little tougher this year with uh, Mississippi State in the mix. But I think they've definitely got a strong team, no doubt about that, uh, and far from you know, the worst in the West, but it looks like a second uh, ranking in the West for me. Uh, More of a question of how far ahead are they going to be over LSU and Texas A&M rather than can they really keep up with Alabama? Hmm. All right, well, you talked about LSU. What about the Bayou Bengals? Is Ed Orderon's job going to be in limbo when the season comes to an end? Uh, I think this is going to be a year that really either solidifies Ogeron's uh, uh, career there or it's going to, you know, just could possibly shorten it real quick. Now, I'll be completely real. Uh, LSU, in my opinion, has the toughest schedule in the entire conference, in the entire SEC. Uh, They have the home field advantage for the teams that they probably had the least likelihood of beating. They've got Georgia and uh, Bama both playing them in Death Valley, but I I just don't see that being enough to really overcome that. And even worse than that, they've got to play Auburn, Florida, and the Aggies, uh, you know, who are probably going to be their main competitors and all on the road. Uh, So they've, they've really got to step that up, see if, you know, they can pull something out of the hat. Uh, but it's going to be a tough year for that. But if Ogeron can really uh, work on, you know, if he can really work on developing some of those players that he's got, he he might pull out a decent season. But I don't expect a uh, shocking the nation. I think they will probably beat Miami at the beginning. And a lot of people will think, that that's a sign of a great season coming. But I see it more of being a, a team that we just think of as an as an SEC team, and that's about where it would end. All right. Now to the state of Mississippi for both the Ole Miss Rebel Black Bear Land Sharks and Mississippi State under Coach Moorhead his first year in Starkville. What about those two programs? Well, we'll start with Ole Miss there. Um, now, I – think uh matt luke is not entirely hopeless but i think uh and you know especially with uh aj brown you know that that boy is a great receiver hands down one of the best in the sec uh but where i think the problem for the uh land sharks will be is uh I think their problem is going to be in team morale and drive, honestly, with the uh, postseason ban. You know, it's going to be real hard for those uh, players to honestly want to give their all. Um, that's going to affect them in the regular season, I think, whether or not they're willing to, you know, lay it all out there during a game or if they just want to try to see if they can coast a little bit. And I don't think that Ole Miss is by any means going to be uh, – one of the worst teams, but I think they're just, that's going to be the defining line between 
you know, really being a powerhouse in the conference or just kind of letting, uh, letting them go wherever the season takes them. Okay. What about so, the bullies? Uh, you know, I, I'm a pretty, uh, I'm pretty optimistic for Moorhead. Um, he has 16 starters returning, so he's really inherited this team. Uh, and Nick Fitzgerald's, uh, he's a real good quarterback. I think he's going to have it. I think Moorhead's going to have an easy first season. Uh, and you know, a lot of people have already tossed out the idea that, uh, you know, seeing what adjustments he makes to the team on top of all the talent that he has uh, might, you know, make him eligible to put him in the running for maybe not win, but in the running for, you know, the uh, coach of the year. But I think Mississippi State going to have a great season, definitely bowl eligible for sure, uh, and definitely one of the teams to watch in the SEC this year. Wow. Bold predictions coming from Murray Lee here on the Y'all Show. He's giving us his take on the SEC West. Finally, in the SEC West, before we take a timeout and go to the East on the other side of the break, where money is no problem whatsoever, College Station, Texas, how do you expect the Aggies to do this year? Well, I think the Aggies, uh, you know, last season their team gave up over 30 points on average each game and they didn't really have too much trouble on the offensive end what really slowed them down was uh their defense now uh fisher hired uh mike elko uh as a defensive coordinator and he's he's got a pretty extensive background right there so i think he can uh real really plug up the defense but i see the aggies coming around uh Either third or fourth, they'll be battling with uh, battling with LSU. Third or fourth in the uh, in the West. Uh, pro- actually, no, I take that back. Most likely fourth. You know, with Mississippi State being over there. But not that they'll uh, by any chance be the weakest. Honestly, I think the West is so much stronger than the East. Uh, you know, given looking at you know who's on what side or the other. But I think uh, A&M, they're, they're going to get better. And this is going to be a year that they're really starting to build towards. And I think, you know, come, come a few more seasons down the road, they'll be uh, ahead of Mississippi State and Auburn. Uh, and they'll, they'll have a shot at the SEC West. But, you know, this season I think it'll be a good one for them to really work on their defense and get used to some new play calling. All right. Well, Murray, if you will, go to the water cooler for a moment and get you a swig. And when we come back, we'll continue talking with you about the SEC, but we're going to turn our attention eastward to the East Division. More of the Y'all Show talking SEC with Murray Lee coming up. Excuse me, kind human. Hey, that's my phone. I see that it is not on the Sprint network. 
you should switch to Sprint ASAP and get four lines of unlimited for $25 per month per line with a fifth line free. It is an excellent deal that will be gone as of July 12th. Wow, I'd better get over to Sprint then. You are displaying excellent judgment. And for a limited time, when you switch to Sprint, you can get 50% off a Samsung Galaxy S9 with Sprint Flex Lease. Galaxy S9 includes Samsung's best camera ever with super slow-mo and advanced low-light photo-taking. I'm definitely switching to Sprint. It is going, going, gone as of July 12th. Visit your nearby Sprint store, Sprint.com slash GS9, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Savings until 630-19, then $60 a month for line 1, $40 a month for line 2, and $30 a month for lines 3 through 5 with auto-pay speed maximums. Use rules and restrictions apply. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Galaxy S9, $60.50 a month after $16.50 a month credit. Apply within two bills. With approved credit, 18-month lease and new line of service. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Coverage and offer not available everywhere or for discounted phones. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee. I don't know how else to say this, so I'll just say it. What is it, Linda? I think we should see other people. Are you breaking up with me on a roller coaster? Well, we do have a lot of fun. Maybe we should stay together. An emotional roller coaster? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to Geico. I just need a little me time. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And welcome back to the Y'all Show, the show where talk is done with a Southern accent. And we love our Southern sports. We heard all about the ACC on the Wednesday edition. Now turning our attention to the Southeastern Conference, the home of the defending national champion Alabama Crimson Tide. We've got Murray Lee talking with us today. Murray is our newest addition here on the Y'all Show. He's going to help us in a whole line of, of ways, and we're excited about that on the social media stage, on on uh, appearing on the show from time to time. And, Murray, I'll go ahead and let everybody in on the big secret. You're actually slightly younger than me, and <laughs> and so I'm going to give you a nickname. You may not like it, but uh, it just kind of helps show people that we are all over the South in terms of not only our presence uh, ge- geographically, but also with our demographics. So you are Millennial Murray. How does that sound? Oh, man. <laughs> but you don't act like a millennial. But I guess on your birth certificate, it does show that you're a millennial. But we need that. We need a younger presence. We need you on Instagram helping us spread the word. How does that sound? That sounds pretty good, That's though. Good. Yeah, I'm happy to help on out. Yep. I think uh, you might be able to put some people at ease listening if you call me a Millennial Murray. Yeah, you seemed pretty relieved the moment I said gristle while we were eating <laughs> chicken the other day. Amen. Hey, I know you. Uh, this guy's dangerous. He uh, has made straight A's throughout his uh, educational career, which is something I never was able to do. He is a writer. But more importantly, he knows college football. So that is a dangerous combination right there, I tell you. Okay, he has no comment. All right. So, uh, I don't I don't want to toot my own horn too much. <laughs> uh, you you, you toot that horn. Toot, toot it well. All right, hey, let's talk SEC East, something uh, near and dear to you. Let's talk about, uh, I guess, staying in our alphab- alphabetical order, 
I guess Florida comes first. Is Dan Mullen going to do good in Gainesville this year? I think he's uh, looking at a pretty good – I think he's looking at going second in uh, the East this year. And I think, you know, Mullen was a – he was a candidate for a lot of head coaching positions going into this season. So I think he knew what he was doing when he decided to go to Florida. Uh, and, you know, he is a – he is a preaches offense when it comes to football – which is something that Florida needs after last season. They averaged about just a little over uh, three touchdowns a game. Uh, never really got, never really blew anyone out. Uh, and what's lucky for Florida is they only have three road SEC games uh, against Vandy and Tennessee and Mississippi State. So this will be a growing year, but, and, you know, I'm, not going to just admit this lightly. Uh, Florida is likely going to, I think, develop into a real, real contender in the East and, you know, possibly the whole SEC. I think Mullen's going to really push uh, a strong Gator uh, offense. And we might not see all of it this year, this season, but I think down the road, it's really going to develop. The big question for Florida is, uh, you know, how many of their quarterbacks are we going to see? Uh, you know, they've got a true freshman, but at the same time, they've got a couple of other candidates. Uh, so if I'm Dan Mullen, I'm thinking, you know, maybe maybe see who I can grow with over the next couple of years and maybe go with that. But we'll see. But I'm optimistic about how Florida uh, progresses after the season. Anything to say about the Gators on the defensive side? You know, uh, they've got a decent backfield. Uh, not the most dominant in my opinion, uh, but I think their focus this year is really going to just be developed in the offense. Uh, and, you know, I think early on, uh, particularly against uh, Tennessee, we're going to see if whether or not they uh, where they put their focus, honestly. All right, to the defending SEC champions, the Georgia Bulldogs, surprising many last year with their incredible performance throughout the year and then lost a heartbreaker in the national championship game. Is Kirby Smart's team going to be back atop the SEC East this year? Oh, undoubtedly, uh, unless, you know, something falls from the sky and I have completely guessed wrong. I think Smart's on his way to uh, another east win uh there's you know luckily for georgia they don't have to worry about playing alabama until the sec title uh so they're gonna have a pretty pretty dominating uh season especially in the east if you uh you know if you look at their schedule they're kind of coasting through the first half of the season and then they'll start playing uh, some tougher ones like Auburn uh, as their last SEC game. But I think they'll uh, think their big thing that they're going to have to focus on is really staying focused on the road. Uh, you know, they've got some as long it, you know they've got to go to South Carolina and they've got to go to Missouri and they've got to go to Death Valley. So those will be the ones that they really got to 
you know, just make sure that they stay focused for. And, you know, I might not think that Missouri is the biggest threat to Georgia, but it's easy for a team to get overconfident, uh, especially a team that had such a great season as Georgia did last year, and then, you know, get tripped up on the road. So I think uh, they've got some real strong running backs that they still uh, that they've still got. And honestly, my uh, my favorite Georgia player is uh, their uh, kicker, Rodrigo Blankenship. Uh, yeah. I, re- I remember his uh, debut game. Uh, and I'm fairly certain unless I'm wrong, it was uh, against Tennessee as uh, the fa- it was the same game as the famous hobnail boot and Blankenship uh, was the first. It was his first time playing, uh, replacing their previous kicker. And, you know, he came out there, and I saw how short that guy was compared to the rest of them. But, gun, that boy can kick. Yeah, he sure can. The bespectacled one. All right. Yeah. How about Coach Mark Stoops and the Kentucky Wildcats? Are they going to finally beat Florida this year? You know, after 31 consecutive losses – I would love more than anything to tell you that they would. But, you know. Survey is, survey says? Survey says no. Survey <laughs> says no. I, I think they are gonna, they're going to set the pace uh, with their first game against Central Michigan. And honestly, that's going to tell us if they're going to have a 6-6 six and six season or no. Uh, but, you know, Kentucky has a little bit of a – air of mystery to them. They could pick up uh, three conference wins. Um, Kentucky is just one of those teams that it is hard to, uh, it is hard to gauge. Yes, and it is. Remember last year, we thought that they could be that surprise team in the East. They started to do real well, and then they wet the bed. That's true. They had a chance to uh, win the East. And, uh, you know, you're asking about, uh, Florida in particular, uh, I think what's really going to put a stop to that is going to be Emory Jones. Uh, I'm not sure if he's, uh, you know, he's freshman quarterback, uh, really high regarded, but I'm not sure if he's up to the test just yet of, you know, ending that kind of losing streak. Now, I don't think that it's going to be a blowout. You know, we've seen in the past. Uh, you remember, uh, you know, three years ago or so, they uh, had that Kentucky was playing Florida, and they had that a uh, triple overtime loss to them. Yeah. So Kentucky can play with Florida, uh, no doubt about that in my mind. But uh, this and they've got a lot of year. returning. Yeah, they've got a lot of returning talent, but I'm not sure Kentucky can pull it out of the hat this year. All right. How about Mizzou? You mentioned them earlier. They gave Georgia all they could handle two years ago in Columbia, and now the dogs head back up there this year. What about Missouri in 2018? Well, uh, Missouri has Drew Luck, who threw for, I think, 44 touchdowns uh, last season. And I'm, I'm a big fan of him. He's a good passer. And they have a, a new offensive coordinator that they got. So I think Missouri has potential. Uh, I don't think that 
they're by any means again the weakest uh especially especially in the east um but Missouri's just going to have to really work on defining themselves uh, as a team, seeing what the Tigers want to do, because they're still relatively new to the conference. Uh, and, you know, it's it's a harder level of play. But I think that uh, Tigers have, you know, a, they have a season schedule with potential. All right. um, I'm looking forward to them playing South Carolina in particular. I want to see how that one goes. The Battle of Columbia. And speaking of the game, Cox, Will Muschamp now entering his third season this year in the capital city of South Carolina. Your thoughts on the Garnet and Black? Well, the big thing that comes to mind whenever you talk about South Carolina right now, uh, in my opinion, is Debo Samuel. Uh, that is an incredible incredible wide receiver um, that I think could honestly uh, be the SEC player of the year if he has a real good season. Uh, but when it comes to South Carolina, uh, you know, if if I'm looking at the East, I'm thinking it's, pro- it's probably going to go Georgia, Florida, and in my mind, probably South Carolina. I think South Carolina, if they play real, real tough, uh, if they – really exploit their offense against uh, A&M and against Ole Miss, then they they could, you know, move Florida down a peg this season. So I think they pull out a winning season, go to a bowl game. But uh, Muschamp's just – he's not throwing me anything that's making me think of a SEC East title. Okay. Uh, that's just my opinion. Well, he can do that in the second week of the year when he hosts the Georgia Bulldogs. If the Gamecocks can somehow knock off Georgia, that'll that'll rattle a lot of heads right there. So, so oh, undoubtedly, yeah. undoubtedly. All right, let's move to Knoxville. They've got a new coach in Jeremy Pruitt. Will Big Orange be back in 2018? No, no, they will not. Not in one season. But I think if you, and you know, on the surface you might not see as much or the Vols might not see as much uh, change as they'd like to. Um, but I think when you really boil down to it, there was a reason that uh, Fulmer uh, decided to take over the uh, position of, you know, in charge of all the athletics and then uh, pick a defensive coordinator from Alabama as the head coach. I think that speaks a lot about what the main concern is in Tennessee because, you know, last season it was just, you know, against good running backs, there was no, there was nothing that uh, the Vols could really do. But uh, luckily, you know, Pruitt has, you know, proven time and time over that he can coach a defense. So I think their big focus this year is really going to be on uh, stopping third down conversions, which is something they're notorious for giving up but i think tennessee is going to have a growing season but probably only pick up about two sec wins two sec wins that's not what tennessee fans want to hear murray lee uh believe me it's not what i wanted to say yeah i'm I'm a realist unfortunately when you you start talking two wins you kind of start talking about it kind of reminds you of a vanderbilt no, no, no. Who do you think one of those two wins is? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, let's talk about VU in Nashville, Tennessee. What's up with the doors in 2018? 
Well, all right. Now, I'm going to remain as impartial as possible here. Uh, I think it says a lot about a team if, A, they have the easiest schedule, in my opinion, in the SEC, uh, Georgia being the only huge threat that could just, you know, blow anyone out that they'll face. And B, they're still predicted by just about everybody to be the worst in the SEC this season. So if they want to change any opinions, they need to really just prove that they can play against, uh, in their third and fourth games against Notre Dame and South Carolina. I'm not saying they need to beat them. I'm saying if they want to change some opinions, they're going to need to really come out and play. And, you know, Vanderbilt is one of those teams that, you know, every year it's like they fluctuate a little bit. You know, back when they had Franklin, uh, you know, it was a totally different style team than it is now. You know, if you look at players like Jay Cutler that used to play at Vanderbilt, you know, Vanderbilt has just tried to adopt so many different styles that I'm not really sure what they're going for this season, honestly. Cutler, who's nearly $8 million home is on the market in the Forest Hills subdivision area of Nashville. Maybe he's trying to get out of Nashville before this Commodore season starts. <laughs> yeah, I would not blame him, honestly. <laughs> he's probably getting a fancier house somewhere in Metro Nashville. <laughs> but, uh, all right, Vanderbilt fans, Commodore fans, send your hate mail to Murray Lee, not me, Okay. I'll frame it and put it up on my wall. So uh, you're, you're saying Vanderbilt, in your opinion, is still going to be the worst team in the SEC? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not acting like I'm going to be sitting high and mighty up at the top. Just okay. Maybe uh maybe just a peg above. Well, hey, that's nothing new for Vanderbilt. They 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 have low expectations, and then is are they going to oversell and do better than expected and? get back into bowl games against teams like NC State two years ago like they were able to do. Murray Lee, yeah. th- thank you very much for being on with us and sharing your insight of the SEC. Uh, hopefully you had a good time and we can rope you in here again sometime. Uh, looking forward to it, John. And we're looking forward to having you help us in all the different ways that you can. And Murray, can't thank you enough, sir. All right. All right. This wraps up today's Y'all Show with John Rawl. On the Friday edition, we'll look back at some of our interviews from during this holiday week, and we'll also have our Friday Free For Y'all, where we get you in the mood for the weekend. Some of you have been having a weekend mode all week long, and hey, I say, way to go if you can pull that off. So until tomorrow's show, John Rawl signing off. Thank you again for listening to the Y'all Show, the show all about y'all. Reese and Irvies here, the world's first and only frozen yogurt and ice cream dispensing robot franchise. Today, we're talking with Christina Gregory, one of our 235 national franchisees. What drew you to starting a Reese and Irvies franchise? Knowing I could own my own business that brings smiles to customers and revenue to me. Delicious desserts in under 60 seconds made by a robot? That's unseen in the marketplace and the kind of opportunity I was looking for. What excites you about the potential of your recent Irvies franchise? Honestly, my robots don't get sick, never take time off, and never show up late. My robots allow me time to focus on what's important, my customers. What do you love most about being a recent Irvies franchisee? The support from Reese and Irvies. 
They secured high traffic locations for my robots and provided all the training I needed. Now I deliver a unique frozen experience that's on the cutting edge of technology. Interested in a recent Irvy's franchise of your own? Simply go to FroyoFranchising.com and enter promo code 5353 to learn more. That's FroyoFranchising.com, promo code 5353. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. 